Welcome back to another episode of Bobcast, where it is my job to break down the moments and the stories that changed people's lives and also have some fun in the process and go off topic on these raw and uncensored conversations with people. I am your host, Ryan Sullivan, also known as Sully Bop. I'm a rapper, producer, DJ, and podcaster here from New Jersey. And today on the show, I have my friend, Gabby Troopy. Gabby's been on the show before uh, when she founded her ice cream truck called Scoops on Wheels. And now in the past few years, fast forwarding, she's actually established and opened her own ice cream shop called Humdu Ice Cream. And she explains the philosophy behind that, the name, uh, what she's learned in business over this time. She's employed over 20 people, what that's been like doing all of that at 22 years old. Very impressive. She has that business mindset. We go into it in the episode. We speak about what it's like coming up in a community with a lot of other small businesses around collaborating with them and simply just what it's like opening a business at 22 years old, taking the risk and going for it. So I digress here, folks. Let's just get to the episode. One last thing, just know that our sponsor today is SodaBeats.com, the easiest way to make rap and hip-hop beats online. Link in the show notes for you to try that for free. All right, let's get to the episode with Gabby Truby. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bobcast today. I'm here with Gabby, her second time on the show. Gabby, thank you for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. Thank I'm you really for excited. Being here in your own place. <laughs> <laughs> so Thanks for I, coming to visit. Anytime, anytime. So um, I thought, you know, now we're like we have the ability to, you know, um, go around with with the help of Brandon and and some other people and and you know actually come out to people and you know kind of things are dying down a little bit and we're able to to go out in the world and you have this amazing uh, ice cream shop which I which actually uh, it's funny because you told me two years ago that you were gonna have a shop and now it's a reality so it's just it's really it's amazing to be here um, and I'm really impressed by like what you've created not only with the truck but with the shop as well and for people who haven't um, who maybe didn't listen to that episode I definitely would recommend you go watch that um, but if they have it maybe just give them some context on like who you are what you do um, your business itself and maybe the, the evolution of it. Um, I know that's a lot in one question, but if you want to just kind of give them a gist, then we're just going to, you know how it goes. We're yeah, just going to take it. it from there. Yeah, so my name's Gabby. I'm 22. I opened up my ice cream truck in 2019 called Scoops on Wheels. I was 20 years old. Um, my big dream was to always have an ice cream store, but the ice cream truck was kind of just the way to get into all of this. Um, and then with in less than a year of owning my business, the pandemic hit and I thought that we were gonna close. Um, but we started delivering pints of ice cream and that was insane. In one month, we made more than I had made my entire first year in business. It was just like absolutely crazy. And once the world started to open up a little bit more, uh, Kelly from Bluefish Grill invited me to bring the ice cream truck to Stangle Road every Wednesday. And it, came, it, it was so popular. Um, one day I came here with my mom just to eat dinner when the truck was here and we just went on a walk and I noticed this building was vacant and I was like this is going to be my ice cream shop <laughs> so within a week I had uh, been in touch with the landlord he showed me around and that was in September and by December he gave me the lease and the rest is kind of history I don't really take time to do anything I kind of just like I'm always balls to the wall, like do everything super, super fast. So there was no time to think, no time to plan. We kind of just did it, just like the truck, because the truck, we 
decided to do it two months before we opened it. So everything just happens really fast for That's me. That's your style, it seems. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Yeah, and like like we were kind of talking before, like you do, you're the visionary. Like you have that, you you see it all, and as far as the, putting it all together, you're like, yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah, pretty much. I. Yeah, that's your mindset. Yeah, when we came, when I walked in here, I saw exactly what this looks like now, and nobody else saw it, and I just didn't even care. I was like, you don't have to see it. You just have to listen to me. <laughs> that's it. And everybody did. They put their heads down and they said, all right, like if this is what you think, and. Um, ended up working so <laughs> and just to give some context on where we're in Flemington New Jersey Stangle Road um, definitely an up-and-coming area for local businesses I mean like we were talking before the podcast there's however many local businesses here right yeah. now even you know you know most of the owners and you've even collaborated with some of them so but what's so what's it like being in this location and uh, well and before I ask that question I'll just say two years ago when we did the podcast we actually both agreed that like there needs to be more in Flemington. And now you're part of that more in Flemington. You actually made that a reality um, right here on this road. So coming back to that question, like what's it like being here right now? Like, do you feel some type of like energy in this uh, area yeah, with these businesses? Definitely. There's a really strong um, sense of community here. The Between the people who live here and the people who do business here, Everybody loves being here in the Flemington borough. Um, I was always, I was always hesitant to ever open a business in Flemington because I grew up here, and you know, like when you grow up in a place, like all you want to do is get out. And then when I started to do business here, I realized that this is my home, this is my happy place, and this is where I want to start. Um, so, just being here and doing business here is an absolute honor. And I love this community. The people are amazing. And just always being able to like knock on one of my neighbor's doors and be like, like do you have spoons? My supplier's out. And I remember when we first started working in here, we didn't even have running water. And like all the business owners were so amazing. And we would just like go to their sinks and fill up buckets to try to mop the floors and everything. And it was great. We didn't have lights. So they would like come in and bring flashlights and stuff. And just the people we met from day one, I just knew that this was going to be amazing. Like I just always want to be here. And it's great to go to a place that you actually want to be. Yeah. You know, it's not just money. It's actual community and caring and love. And I just love it here. That's, uh, I, I love to hear it. And I know another business owner, Angelo, uh, who we're going to have on the podcast, who owns Don Molina's down the street, uh, barbershop in the hair salon, another entrepreneur. And he just, you know, his personality is just like that, too. You yeah. know, super, um, just the one of the nicest people you ever meet, you know. So, um, yeah, I love that. And I'd like to give, like, kind of step back a little bit and talk about the transition because you had your truck, which was the staple of your business, which you opened up, like you said, within two months of like idea stage to, you know, you uh, are looking at this truck, I think it was like on Craigslist, the price dropped like $5,000. You go and you just went and bought it right there. It didn't start, nothing. Yeah, I was like, I'll take it. Yeah, whatever, perfect, perfect. <laughs> and uh, well, that's, hey, that's like a testament to it. Um, and it's a testament to, uh, back to your mindset of just, okay, let's do it, you know, like not thinking like, oh, what happens if, you know, it's a little older, it might like, no, we just need a truck, we gotta do this now. Yeah. Um, and so I, it seems like that's something similar happened with this business too, where it's just like, as you said, you saw the building, you had to, you just knew, right? Yeah, I just knew, I did not look 
at a single other place in Flemington. I just wanted this one, so if this like already had a tenant in it or if it wasn't available, I wasn't gonna open here. Um, just because it, like this was the perfect location. Like this, this was it. So it was either gonna be here or it was gonna be in another town. Um, but yeah, I just, it was the same kind of thing. The building was a little bit run down. It needed a lot of work. The roof was covered in moss. So we had to do a whole new roof. We had to do an addition with the bathroom and everything. And um, I remember people telling me, you really have like, you really see something if you're going in here. I'm like, you don't know what I see. Like you have no idea. And people come in here and they are shocked that this is what it's turned into because it really was like very run down before I came in. I just, it was it. We gotta so. throw some of those pictures up for sure. Yeah, yeah, afterwards. I have so many. Yeah. The walls were like this puke color. It was just no, not it's, it. No, it's, <laughs> it's I, like I said, like the energy in the space too, and just like how you opened up the ceiling. I mean, that was an amazing, that was a great decision. Um, and people have to, you know, get in here, definitely make the trip for people listening right now. You gotta just, it's worth it just to even come in here. Um, and we didn't even get to the ice cream yet, but I'd like to ask you about like, what's what was it like? Cause like you had, okay, you overcame the challenges of running a truck, driving a truck, maintenance, whatever that is, going to these places. Um, on the last podcast, we talked about, you know, people canceling and deposits and yeah. this these business things that happen. So what were, was it completely different to do the physical location or did you find yourself like pretty prepared to do that? Or was it one of those things where it's like, it's a different piece. you do it? Yeah, 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 it's completely different. It's, you know, like when you're open seven days a week, you deal with a lot of um, quiet time. You know, like people aren't coming in here at like random times. So, and now we have to have people in here all the time running it. And it can't be me. I can't be in here 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, that's just not how you grow a business. So we had to deal with hiring employees and doing a whole training program. And we had employees on the truck, but this was just different. I mean, when we would go out on the truck, it would be, you know, four or five hours max. And most of the time we'd be doing private parties that are only an hour long. My employees are getting tips, they're going there, they're serving the people, they're coming back. It's not like constant transactions. So just dealing with the whole, the employees was the biggest shift for us. We knew ice cream, we knew that wasn't gonna be a problem. This is actually, it's easier to serve people in a store than on a truck. People can buy with their eyes because they see the product now. So that was all easier, it was more like, how do we want to train people to deliver this brand? Like that was the biggest thing. Um, and you know, we sifted through our people, but at the end of it, we got left with some pretty amazing employees, like a really great team. I don't even really like to use the word employees because they're like my team. Um, and they've really helped this whole vision come to life, especially my manager, Caitlin, who you'll meet one day, but yeah, seriously, she is like <laughs> just the best. She runs this place she knows everything like the back of her hand and she's amazing so and I come in here and I'm like so I have this idea or I'm gonna open this and she's like Gabby you're gonna kill me <laughs> but all right let's do it <laughs> and then she gets it done so um anytime you see anything new in here just like it's all Caitlin it's she's the execution which we were talking about before Emma dreamer I'm not really great at execution so yeah you can't do everything you can't manage own be the technician, be the, you know, like yeah. you, there's, there's way too many things to do and they all require full time attention, exactly. you know? And like, this is just the beginning for me. So I don't want to really put 
all of my eggs in one basket here and like with that I mean I can't give this all of my energy when I know that this is just the very first step for us. I guess the truck was the first step, but like the amount of projects we have in the works right now, I literally can't be here all the time. Like I'm always doing a million things, talking to other business owners, we're, we're networking. I'm literally building out two other projects right now. We're, cause the truck's broken down. So, you know, this whole summer has been, yeah. we gotta get another truck because we have to get back on the road. So- You gotta find her an engine. Yeah, I know. So the, that, it's just not even worth it. It's a whole, she's done. So maybe one day later in life, you know, 10 years down the road. Her, uh... Yeah, I'm thinking like, maybe if I ever have disposable income one day, I'll like, you know, clean her up, get her running again, and then charge. Or it could be like, I don't know, this is just one of my like wacky ideas, but like it could be, the truck but it, maybe it doesn't move maybe it just has it just its stays. own it's like an ice cream shop yeah. or something like that you probably had that idea too yeah but. i was thinking of putting it here but the zoning like wouldn't really yes but maybe if i have like an office building one day it'll stay outside the i don't know well it i'll never get rid of it like it is not junk to me i'll never forget the day that my uh the guy called me and said, you know, your truck is done. Like you can't, don't even put any more money into this. I called my dad and he goes, all right, call the junkyard. And I started crying. I'm like, how dare you talk about the truck? Like it's junk. This is my baby. Yeah. So she stays out back and you know, yes, we use her for the freezer cause the freezer still works. Um, but yeah, we have another shop opening up. Oh, no way. Yeah, in White House. I didn't even know that, okay. Yeah, that's like. That fast? Yeah, well, wow. this okay. was in the works since like February. Okay. So before we even opened this, even I knew. That's fast it. though. I don't know, maybe to you it's not, but. No, yeah. <laughs> like it's been X amount of months. Like, all right, no, yeah. that's fast, that's quick. Yeah, and then um, there's other projects that people have like thrown ideas at me that I'm like, oh yeah, sure. I had somebody call me and say, what do you think about opening up a store at the beach? And I was like, when like next year sure yeah. <laughs> if you could give me till next year i could probably do it so yeah. we have a lot of things coming in that i've just been like constantly saying yes to and we still do private parties we cater still so you know constantly you gotta start the ice cream store podcast and then make a podcast yeah. for other people who own ice cream stores and you'd be like the that would be so much fun because my I'm pitching what I do right now. But. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, my big life goal is like my personal goal is to do an international trip, like a whole year, and just find all the best ice cream places around the world yeah. and just try all the places. That is like my personal life dream. When I've done that, then I'm okay with dying. Wow. Okay, that's what a lot of restaurateurs do too. When people yeah. own restaurants, they like people own whatever an Italian restaurant that's they like really the they go to Italy and they yeah, so yeah. that makes sense. And ice cream's really cool because it's a very cultural thing. Like no matter where you go, it's changed just a little bit, but it's really like gelato. I'm Italian, so like gelato, uh, yeah, yeah. I've never had Italian gelato in Italy so that's like my biggest dream but then ice cream in Switzerland is different and in Germany and in Russia and in Japan like you there's really really cool ice cream in Japan so I, I just want to see it all and even like in the United States you find like different types of ice cream yeah. so like in the Midwest they there's one place um, called Graters that does they're the only place in the country that still does French pot ice cream so what it's that mean? That's like how they made ice cream originally. Like it just, 
Was it? Is that? Does it have like ice involved? There's like a lot of ice or something like that, or is that something? Uh, I have no. I don't know. This is me trying to talk about ice cream. I used to know like exactly what it was, and then this all got crazy, and like yeah. brain space got taken up. But I believe it's something to do with that the pot is cold and it just constantly churns. So there's no air incorporated into it. So all the ice cream you eat now, unless you're eating at graders, has a lot of air incorporated into the ice cream. So when you eat graders ice cream, it's just super dense and creamy and you just don't get that anywhere else because it doesn't make sense. See like their business is a generational business. Like they started with the French pot and then they just continued to like, like improve. Yeah. But for me to go out, first of all, I can't even buy a French pot anywhere. And you'd have to like get it built or something. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't even make sense for somebody to start off that way. They do it on such a huge scale. And that that's it makes sense because they've been doing it that long. Exactly. Yeah. So they're the only ones. That's why they're the only yeah. ones. Yeah. So like to meet the owners of Graders is like a lifelong dream. And Jenny's, I don't know if you're familiar with Jenny's. She's like more down south. Mm, yeah. I think I've heard of it. Yeah. Before, Jenny Brittenbauer is just like... I love her. I just want to be her. She's just the coolest woman ever. And um, there's not many women-owned anything, but there's especially not many women-owned ice cream shops. It's because it's such an old school thing. It's yeah. mostly men, yeah. and that's fine. Well, you think of the ice cream man. Exactly. You don't think of the ice cream woman. No. So I'm well, trying that's to. You like, now. Yeah, I'm trying to change the way. That's why I try to put like my face on a lot of things because I just want people to, like appreciate and accept yeah. women in the ice cream industry. So, cause I feel like a lot of people or a lot of women who are in it still have a, like a man in the picture and there's no problem with that. Like men are great, yeah. but it's just not my thing. Yeah. Well, you're um, doing you, you're doing it yourself. I mean, yeah. you're the, you're the head, you're the CEO, you know, and yeah. you know, kind of off that same vein, like, what do you think about, um, like, have you, I know you've thought about this, but like, kind of innovation within your business and like doing things differently because I feel like a lot of ice cream stores, they're just, they've been doing the same thing for a long time, but it's yeah. worked for sure. But like right. they don't have to change. So when you went and like built this and like, I definitely want to get into your flavors, but like, was there kind of like, did you have like a, did you say to yourself, all right, we have to make it um, like not like everybody else? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I know I could have opened up and done exactly what everybody else did and been fine, but that's not my goal. And that's how you build an ice cream shop. That's not how you build a brand. And like, we're really trying to build a brand and we're trying to grow. So right off the bat, I thought of things that would be different. So one of the things we do, that's my favorite thing that we do is ice cream flights. So it's like a beer flight. Oh. Yeah. And you can get four different flavors. That's huge. Yeah. So you get to try, because like, how many times have you gone into an ice cream shop and you just want to try all the things, yep. but like you can only get one flavor? I hate that. And I just always want to try everything, but then you know everybody looks at you crazy if you order like one of everything and you don't want to waste people's time getting all like the yeah. tasters. So And then you're doing it with like the sticks, so you only get like just only get a, a mouthful, taste. not yeah. even. And then it's just yeah, and then what are they gonna sit there and give you every one of them? Exactly. And then trying four is like that's not like there's not a lot of pressure in that. You no, know? and you can come back and you could try another four every time. And people come and like, it's really funny because um, sometimes we have people come in and they share the ice cream flights, but then we have other people and it's funny when it's a couple and 
it's always the guy who's like, all right, honey, so do you want to like share the ice cream plate? And the girl's always like, hell no, get your own. Like, I'm getting my own ice cream plate. I know, that's so, probably what my girlfriend would do. That's to what I would do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we have ice cream plates, and that's really fun. People really love that. Um, and then we also do ice cream sandwiches, which we call scoop witches. And those became really popular on the truck last year. Um, we use Christina and Toby from Cookie Maven, and they're so specific cookies specific cookies they are the best cookies you'll ever have i'm going to send you home with some because they are just so amazing and she's a startup and i met her well just through like business networking we kind of met each other and she came sometime this year it must have been like april or may maybe yeah, April or May. And she met me at Stangle and she gave me boxes of cookies. And she's like, let me know what you think. And I took them home and me and my family tried them. And I will never forget trying that chocolate chip cookie. It was the most insanely amazing cookie I've ever had in my whole life. And I will never use anybody else's cookies. Like, I, she will never go out of business because I will not let her. Like, <laughs> I love her and her husband. They're absolutely amazing. And the cookies are unbelievable. Are they local? Yeah, they're in uh, Highbridge. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah so they're yeah. Hunterdon County. Yeah. And it's a woman-owned startup. So yeah. they have Snickerdoodles, which are amazing. And then we sell their packs. So oh, these are awesome. really, really good. That. Yeah, and she's great because we try to do a lot of nut-free here because my sister's highly allergic. And uh, most places just don't care. So I want to care. Um, and she, this recipe actually had almond paste in it. And she changed her recipes to be peanut and tree nut free to you know, help us out and to be part of that And that's initiative. probably better for her too because then you're even more niche. So like those yeah. people will continue to come back to you for those specific right. cookies. Yeah. And she sells like peanut butter. Like if you ever wanted almond and peanut butter stuff, she can do that. It's just for our products here, she keeps it peanut and tree nut free. So it's which, another one of those collaborations too. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's really nice of her to do that for us because I know that she did some, she had to change her ingredients. She had to change her recipes. So, and. She, they're still amazing like I I love those cookies so that's a really fun thing that people do and they come in and they mismatch cookies and you can get any flavor of ice cream and they're huge like I mean you see the size of these things so that's really another fun thing we do and then um, we just started milkshakes and uh, the other thing we do is we call them cow tippers so it's almost like a flurry right but I love cow tippers. yeah they're really, really good. You could get any flavor. You could put a topping in it. We just started making our own whipped cream. So we've started, Whoa. yeah. And we didn't start with all of this stuff because I didn't know what was going to happen. Like all we did on the, the truck was ice cream and cookie sandwiches. That was it. Um, so we started the store the same way and we've slowly just added things. And it's fun because it gets people excited to come back. You know, now everybody's coming back from vacation. We got to give them a reason to come here, so. It's like an Italian restaurant. Like you're just going to throw shit, more shit on the pizzas and just yeah, see, man. take it out, see if it's good. Like, yeah, yeah. and then, all right, cool. This, you know, whatever taco pizza. All right, well, let's add it. It's good. People like it. So now you can kind of, do you find that like, I guess this allows you to give you the space and the time and like resources to like actually experiment because yeah. you're so, when you're in the truck, it's like, you're like in a confined space. There's not a lot of space. Yeah. Now we do like cakes and I've been messing do around. Do cakes? Because you said you were going to do cakes two years ago. So I that's good. I just started doing all right. cakes two weeks ago. Wow. All right. I that's ordered crazy. the molds and I was like, all right, let's, because somebody said to me, 
I really need a cake and we really like your ice cream. And I was like, all right, it's gonna be the first one. She goes, I don't care. And the whole time she's like, I don't care. I want these two flavors. And I said, well, what if we do chocolate fudge on top? She goes, you're the expert. And I was like, actually I'm not. But <laughs> <laughs> so she let me just do what I wanted with it. And it turned out really well. Um, so we're doing cakes. I've been toying around with the idea of ice cream push pops. So I have like push pops in the back that I keep trying to make and they're fun to make, but I'm just like, they're time consuming. So I'm trying to nail that Do you that know down. any, this is a weird, this is one of those random things that I like, did I watch it or listen to it on a podcast? I don't know. It was the history of the ice cream pops. And there was this guy who wanted to make it for his kid and he just would experiment. And then he started handing them out to people. And then that's what became like the lollipop with the chocolate inside. Like it's this whole evolution and they would melt. So he was like, no, what am I gonna do? Then he figured out how to make it candy so it wouldn't melt. And that's why it was like a lollipop. That's why it was candy and not, it was supposed to be like ice cream in the beginning, but he couldn't figure out how to make it melt, not melt. And he would go out and like sell them like in like a little cooler. And this was like, you know, 50, 60 years ago probably, but it's one of those things like the, there's like history probably on like all these little things. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. And like the, like you mentioned that other ice cream store in the Midwest, it's like, yeah, some people have been just doing it for yeah. that long. And now you have like, who knows what, 30 years from now. This who is knows gonna, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, have no, I can't, e I can't even like think about where my head's gonna be in 30 years. But it's really fun to like experiment with ice cream because it's such an old school thing and a lot of people, not all of them, but a lot of people get into ice cream to make a quick buck because it's an, like people know what ice cream is. You're not pitching anything new. Well, like an ice cream yeah. truck at the beach. I mean, like they just have a, somebody who they go to the place or somebody comes to them, yeah. they dump a bunch of ice cream in their cooler and then they go sell the plastic ice exactly. wrapped in a plastic thing and they make novelty. X amount. It's a novelty. So and yeah. it's easy. And like when you do novelties, you don't even have to have health permits because it's pre-packaged and pre-wrapped. So the people who do it that way, like they're really in it, like they don't care about ice cream, they just want to make money. And all the power to you, because yeah. well, sometimes, sometimes I wish I didn't that. care. Sometimes you just want that little shitty ice cream sandwich yeah. just to like. Sometimes, like a Choco like, Taco, like, that is like know. my shit. So. Yeah. Back in the day, the <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the SpongeBob, yeah. So like the people who are in it to make, you know, quick money, Sometimes I wish that's what I was in it for because it would be a hell of a lot less of a <laughs> headache. Easier. But that's why it's fun for like me to be so young and to come in and to experiment because people don't expect you to come up with new ice cream things. So when you do, it's huge. It's like, you know, sliced bread. <laughs> it's like, how did you even think of that? So it's really, really fun to experiment. And like, eventually I want to get into the crazy Sundays and all that fun stuff. But... You know, right now we just do like little things and it's so much fun. And like I said, people don't expect it. So it's just. I'll give you a testimonial right now because I was, I went to the fair with my sister yesterday and uh, she was like, yeah, like every time the flavors there are so good. She didn't know that you were on the podcast and stuff like that. She just came here with her friend. And she was like, every time I try a new flavor and like the flavors are so good, they're so different. Like that was her, that was like the reason why she really liked it. Um, awesome. And so, got some potentials right now. Oh, yes. um, but yeah, so as far as the that goes, did are you making these flavors? Like what was the, cause you do have, it's not like, we have chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. So we don't make our own ice cream. We use um, Kemp's, Giffords, Welsh Farms, and we have like two hood products, depending on like cotton candy and um, unicorn are power. Are those local or are they? Where? No, okay. so we, 
like Giffords is from Maine. So all the ice cream is local to the United States, yeah. um, but it's not always local to New Jersey. I, I'm not really sure. But they're sure. like wholesale ice cream. Yeah, so it. I only use the premium and super premium. So I think we may have talking, talked about this on the a last podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, it's just a percentage difference of butterfat. So most ice cream, like your regular ice cream is gonna be about 10% butterfat. Ryers, stuff like that you yeah. get at the store. Yeah. That's about 10% because it has to be a certain percentage to be considered ice cream. So we don't order it unless it's in the 14 to 16% range because that's how you get like the super creamy stuff it tastes homemade then you have the premium mix-ins and that's where it gets really good so a lot of people think we make our own ice cream and i'd love to sit here and say we do but we don't and i, I know that you wanted to get into it we're gonna get into okay. it so i have my own ice cream maker it's you know this big and it's it's big for me but it's not big enough for the store so i'm actually probably gonna start bringing that in here and making stuff and just handing it out to start you know nailing down my recipes um but in order to do to make ice cream on a big scale like we need to this isn't enough space and it doesn't make sense to like bring an ice cream machine in here you know purchase all the product just to do like a couple runs a week then you don't make your money on that so but in the long run, making your own ice cream is where the money is. Um, you save like $10 on a tub of ice cream, which is a huge deal. Um, so eventually I'll get there. That's like my five-year plan is to have uh, some either do an addition here or do some sort of something that gives me the space to actually be able to do that and do it in a cost-effective way. Um, if I did what I wanted to do just for fun, I would have had an ice cream maker years ago, <laughs> a big batch machine, because it's just fun to do. And that's when you start to get into um, packaging stuff and wholesaling yourself and, you know, putting the pints into the stores. And I'm going to do all of that, just not this year. I mean, I say five years, but God knows, you know. So <laughs> next up is more locations. More locations. Replicating the kind of business model a little bit. Right. I just don't want to get into too many locations before I start making my own because my big plan was to kind of start making my own ice cream and putting it in the Kings and the shop rates and the bishops. And Is that pretty do Like what's the... Is there a barrier to entry there that's difficult or is that... I haven't done enough research. I've done... I've listened to a couple... Because um, I do like... There's ice cream expos. So I listen to them online through the pandemic and stuff. And um, people say it's not impossible. There's just a huge risk that comes with it because, you know, there's like lawsuits if, you know, you have to recall something. Like, you got to be careful with all of that. But in terms of like actually getting into the stores, if I stay local, I shouldn't have too big of a problem. Um, but it's going farther out. You have to really build a name for yourself, um, which I totally plan on doing. But I want to build out stores in the tri-state area and then start selling my ice cream in other states and see like where are we selling the most ice cream and then open up stores where we're selling the most ice cream so if we're really selling a lot of ice cream in you know a supermarket multiple supermarkets in raleigh north carolina then we'll put a store there because it's less risk because we can always pull our product you know like the supermarkets buy the product and then sell it so and then you'll be yeah you'll be able to test yeah, using so their they have the location. Yeah, it's not a huge risk financially. It's just like 
I mean, I guess it kind of is. I don't know. I'm like all about taking the risk, so it doesn't scare me risk. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather try you it. Don't you, look, know? you don't look at it like. No, I just think like, all right, well, this is the the way that makes sense to me. So that's the way we have to do it. I don't do know it. if you know Madalena's. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. So like, they're in shop, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. and I've talked to her before, and she, I'm like friends with. Um, people who are in her family and like yeah they're like so that's kind of like a local model that like yeah. you know they did it so obviously ice cream's probably way different and freezer space and things like that yeah but. well they use freezer space too they're oh, in freezer they, they yeah would. yeah because it'll melt yeah, yeah and i well in the pandemic this is kind of funny but i would uh go get alcohol and then i'd always get a cheesecake with yeah. my alcohol yeah. <laughs> i gained a lot of weight during covid but it was okay because so nobody so saw me we all so did <laughs> i'd be like drinking my wine and eating my cheesecake and you know because i turned 21 i couldn't go to a bar so yeah madalena's wow, okay. and wine yep. that's what i did Dang, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah so i love madalena's best cheesecake ever yeah i was yeah. doing a i dj'd a truck convention Somewhere in more central Europe. I forget what town it was at, but they were there, and then that's where I talked to them. The squad shout, yeah. shout them out. Everybody go over there. And they're got at the 4-H fair every year, too. Yeah. Yep. Which I, I'd love to get into 4-H fair. I had an opportunity this year, but it didn't make sense with the truck being broken to tow it there, and yeah. it was a whole thing. But I do go to the 4-H fair every year, and I get yeah. my chocolate-covered cheesecake on a stick. I went last night. I'll be going on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, so. there you go. Yeah. Have you been to Dan's Backyard Barbecue? The, I, the line was too long, but I know, yeah. I just knew by the line, I was like... I was Every year. Hungry, he's amazing. I talked to Is him. He, he's around here too? Yeah, he's okay. Slunnington too. Um, I oh, cool. talk to him every once in a while. Um, I always see him in Costco, you know, the business owner yeah. times that yeah. we're all in there get at the that same time. wholesale or the yeah. uh, bulk, get the bulk food. Our paper towels and it's, uh, oh, so that's yeah. like when they're cleaning supplies, all the crap. So um, I see him all the time and he does 4-H for every year. He's a really, really cool guy, and his pulled pork is the best. I will fight anybody on that. So I'm a huge pulled pork fan. You so. gotta wait in the line then. Okay. You gotta go back before Sunday. Gotta and you go gotta back. wait in the line. Just wait. It goes by quick. I'll go. Actually, I'll probably just go during the day because it'll actually be on my way. I'm going down to South Jersey this. Oh, there you go. Friday, so maybe yeah, I'll have go. to make lunch. <laughs> just stop <laughs> yeah. by. Tell yeah, him I sent you. Okay. Cool. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm. Um, so, well, this is, I had to ask this question. It might be a really quick answer or a story. Um, the na like the name, where did that come yeah. from? And, and how was it, was it weird to add this name to your identity of Scoops on Wheels? Like going from Scoops on Wheels to now the physical and naming it. Obviously like Scoops on Wheels wouldn't have worked, but you could have kept probably the Scoops name. Yes. So what is the whole, what's, what's like, how was that process? Yeah. So to be completely honest with you is, I completely regret naming the truck Scoops on Wheels. That is a huge regret of mine because it, it wasn't your idea. It wasn't. It was my sister's. Um, and it was an adorable name and everybody loves it. Yeah, the yeah. reason I regret it is because too many businesses that deal with ice cream have Scoops in the name. And it's not brandable to have Scoops in your name at this point because there's too many. Um, so it's an adorable name and I did play around with trying to keep it, but it just you know, I was kind of sick and tired of everybody coming to the truck and being like, oh, you're associated with this person, you're associated, and I'm like, no, it, it's just me, like, it's my business, yeah. it's a separate business, so the where Humdu comes from is also my sister, so my sister's the youngest, there's uh, three of us, and when she was a baby, she started calling ice cream Humdu, and nobody knows why or how she came up with Humdu, but yeah, that's what she called ice cream, so in my childhood, for a really long time, we called ice cream humdu. 
So when I was going to open up a store that was in my hometown and that felt like home, that name also felt like home. So that's why I went with Humdo, and that's the meaning of the name. We created a definition for it and everything. Oh, yeah. wow, I didn't even yeah. read that. <laughs> so it's, uh, as a noun, a happy place where great ice cream meets great people, and an adjective, the phenomenon of being overjoyed by great ice cream with great people. Um, and then we have our little story here, but... That's so cool. Yeah, it was um, really I'll important I'll get some to pictures of it, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's on the back of some of our shirts. We have, well, these are coordinates, and then we have the definitions on other ones. But um, yeah, that's where that comes from. So it's completely made up. I did an unhealthy amount of research into how to name a successful business. And it turns out that if you make up a name, it sticks. Those are the more successful businesses. Or the, that's like the woman who owns Spanx, like she talks about this all the time. And the reason Spanx is spelled with an X is because that's a made up word. And it's stuck, like look at her now. So, like naming it is a huge part of you know how successful you are. So I never thought about the it being unique. B, we messed up, dude. We used to it was too traditional. We'll we'll change it. <laughs> but, it's uh, never too late. It's never too late. Yeah, yeah. actually, you just got to rebrand. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Um, We're so young. Like true. you could do anything. I know. That's the thing. Well, I know. Like this is just my first business, so exactly. I know that. Like, and plus, see, like. The market that I'm in is pretty corporate, so it's like the name matters, but if it's too out there, that will have a yeah. certain, like the people that we serve is, is the name kind of fits, but that's, but I think, but you're definitely at really right about that because it also le allows people to wonder. Exactly. Right. Like when people think, what does humdo mean? They're thinking about it and then they keep thinking about humdo and they're going to keep coming back until they get their answer on what humdo is. And then once they hear the story behind it, everybody thinks it's an adorable story. So they come back even more because they're like, wow, I love that. So if you just make people like, you know, nobody knows, everybody goes, what's a humdo? <laughs> that's, a, that's like the best line ever. Humvee or humdo? <laughs> yeah. So that's the next truck. Humvee, that's yeah, a good idea. That would be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Imagine like a cow, like a, like just black and white Humvee. That would be wild. Yeah, that would be sick. That would be really cool. So I always wanted, like before we even opened the store, I wanted to rebrand the truck to be humdo. Um, and most people said, don't do it. So when we do open another truck, it'll say humdo, and then on the bottom it'll say buy scoops on wheels, just to be associated, but that'll be able to like peel off at some point. Oh, um, okay. So we'll slowly like rebrand and everything um, with the truck as well. But that's where the name comes from. Humdo's sticking. I mean, it's yeah. sticking. And when I heard it, I was like, okay, obviously I'm going to ask her about it, but it feels like an ice cream name. Yeah, right? It's, it's weird. It's weird that yeah. she yeah. said that yeah. because I feel like your sister somehow like knew, like the new, the name she made for ice cream was an ice cream name too. Yeah. You know, somehow. I, I don't know how, but. Yeah, it was, yeah. And it's funny because she came up with scoops on wheels as well, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just, she works here, so it was no, her she, first wow, job. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. She's um, great. I love my sister. How many people do you have working here for you? Well, over the summer we had 24. Oh my God, wow. Yeah, yeah, and now. How was that? That's crazy. It was crazy, but it ended up being really necessary. Oh, <laughs> because, yeah. Because, you know, we kind of hired like a lot of the same friend groups. Like they'd all go on vacation together and stuff. And they're, they're all really sweet kids. I really like them. Um, but we needed 24 people. So now we've cut it down. They all left for college. So I think we have like 11 or 12 now. Um, and we probably won't, we might hire a couple more people, 
but not too many more because you know we're going into the slow season now we're going to stay open until december 23rd or 22nd i haven't decided yet and then we'll close and we'll open again on march 1st um because i need a break because there's so much stuff going on but we might do like pint pickups or something like that just to you know break even on yeah, rent or something yeah a lot of places completely shut down so that's yeah. i mean if you can just at least be able to give people ice cream you know sell people yeah. ice cream yeah I don't. I think we're gonna do hot chocolate in the winter too. That would be a cool thing to like mess yeah. with too. Like yeah, because you can actually make hot chocolate with heart ice cream. Oh really? There's like a recipe to do oh, that. Right. Yeah. So we're gonna try that out. See More if experimentation. It, yeah, I have to start that soon. Actually, I'm like, I'm a nut because in the summer I actually listen to Christmas music to get myself prepared for the holidays. You're one of those crazy business. people that listens to Christmas music when it's not but Christmas. But not for fun. <laughs> okay. Just to like get in the mindset of like, what the You're hell am I gonna do? Business function. Okay, I, yeah. I I believe in that. Yeah. My girlfriend's like, it's Christmas in July. They're playing Christmas music at the bar. I'm like, I will leave the bar. Like I don't know. I'm just so. We like, did do. Christmas in July with a couple of flavors because like we needed a change but I literally will like every once in a while probably once a week I'll listen to Christmas music and think like what am I going to do in the winter because you have to start thinking a season ahead at oh, all yeah. times like oh, sometimes yeah. I'm at two seasons ahead um, because if I don't like nothing happens and that's not fun so yeah. and people I'll start reaching out to people for Christmas stuff and they're like Gabby it's June I'm like not in my head like we're already at Christmas I have to have a plan like yeah. So that's always fun, though, to do all the holiday stuff because we don't have to do it. You know, we could close in October, but we're gonna try it. We'll try anything. You're not gonna know until you do it too. Like you're not. You don't know how many people are coming. You could have way more people coming in in those yeah. colder months than you think. It could be a warm fall. I mean, exactly. If the line stays, like we're not closing. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's how I run things here. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I just like, I guess, like before we wrap it up, I, like in these last like couple years, have you like found yourself like, is there anything like about being an entrepreneur, like now that you're like, you've done it in two separate kind of business models, like, is there anything like that you've learned that really stood out to you from like, say, two years ago when you're three months into the truck to now the truck is momentarily or it's done or it's momentarily done and now you're fully in this business like is there anything that was really notable to you that that you like learned within that time definitely probably the biggest thing that I've learned and that was the hardest pill to swallow is that I can't do it all by myself and the only way to grow is to have people behind you and helping you and doing the things and you can't micromanage everything either um, and ever since I let go we have grown exponentially. It has been in, I just got chills actually, like how much we've grown. The day that I said, F all of this, I need help, and I accepted the help, I, that's the only reason we're sitting here today in a storefront, is because I let go. Um, so to any business owner who's like doing it all, and uh, just stop, unless you don't wanna grow. You know, some people, they do this as their retirement, and they just this is what they want to do, live your life that way, fine. But if you are in this to grow, you have to let go. And that rhymes. I could actually make that a little saying. Another but quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, that's the biggest thing um, is that I just let go. And we've seen nothing but progress, and it's opened the door to so many more opportunities in such a short amount of time that I've actually been able to say yes to because I know I don't have to be here 24-7. So. 
It's powerful, yeah. and it's the truth. And I'll, I'll end with um, a quote from you on the last one. I want to give people a space in life that brings them joy, and here it is. So. Yeah, that's thank still you. my goal. I'm thank still trying to do that. that. Really appreciate it. Thanks yeah, for thank being on you. another episode of Bobcast. <laughs> this was amazing. And uh, plug everything you can if you're, you know, how people can find you, and then how they find you online, and 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 everything just for people's listening before we cut the cameras off. Yeah, definitely. So our Instagram and Facebook is humdo underscore ice cream. We will have a website hopefully up by like the end of next week, um, www.humdoicecream.com. If you have any questions, you can email me at info at humdoicecream.com. And my name's Gabby. <laughs> Gabby from Humdo Ice Cream. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again. Thank you for the team, Brandon, for being here. And uh, it's another episode of Bobcast. We'll see you on the next one. Hey, don't click off just yet. I just want to shout out these amazing people who make this podcast happen. First of all, Ryan Kelly for redesigning our logo, Matt Kane for the intro and the outro, my amazing producer, Jello Beats, for the beat you're listening to right now, Trat Shepard for helping me produce in person, Brandon Ferrero for whipping up those videos, and SodaBeats.com, our sponsor today. Who is Soda Beats? Just hear me out for a second. Now, I'm in the rap hip hop world. In that world, a lot of people rip beats off of YouTube, which means they take music that's on YouTube, they download it, and then they put their songs over it. Now, we're trying to solve that issue. Soda Beats solves that issue. You can actually make rap and hip hop beats online with no software. You can try it for free. The link is in the show notes. Just try it. Take five minutes. I swear to God, you're going to get addicted. Even if you never made a beat in your life, it's a lot of fun. Best and easiest way to make beats online for free right now. Soda Beats, S-O-D-A-B-E-A-T-S, or click the link in the show notes. Thank you so much. More at sullybop.com and sullybop.com slash bobcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next one.